this week on the podcast, we played Batman Arkham City on It's So Bad. Welcome, Chris. Hello, Mike. <laughs> you sounded you sounded like Batman. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong wrong. I read Batman for this game. Yes. Um. Hello, Steve. How are you? I'm Batman. Uh, I still have to see the Robert Pattinson Batman. I'm embarrassed. What? I'm embarrassed to just remember that I haven't seen it yet. Chris, uh, have you seen the Robert Pattinson Batman? Yeah, I uh, had low expectations, and I watched it, and I said, "Holy shit, this is actually really, really good." Uh, really, really good. I've heard good things. I didn't, I didn't say things, great. I've not seen it. I didn't say great. I said really, really good. That's true. Yeah, true. yeah. You did say that. Yeah, it's true. Um, I would say uh, it's probably better than Batman Begins. <gasps> wow, um, that's high praise. Yeah, I, Batman Begins is so good. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think I think it's in the ballpark of that movie. I think. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the uh, thing that I don't like about it is that in the era of prestige television, where you get ten episodes every week, um, a three-hour movie is fucking long. And like, why isn't that just a prestige series at that point? I was. Uh... I, did you guys see J- James James Cameron just went off the handle about that? He was like, "Don't get on my case about Avatar two being three hours <laughs> long. You people watch five episodes of TV in a row. I don't want to hear about it." And I was like, "James Cameron has a point." <laughs> no, yeah, I think he said something along the effect of people will watch, will binge watch a ten episode, uh, ten ten hour long series, but won't sit down for a movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I won't sit down for Avatar. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's not why I'm not going to watch Avatar 2. Yeah. James. <laughs> one, of the, uh, one of the worst fights I ever had with one of my ex-girlfriends was over the quality of Avatar. And boy, was I mistaken when I walked out of the movie theater that night thinking we both were going to just spend the drive home laughing about how bad it was. And uh, when I cracked my first joke, I learned that we were not going to have a pleasant car ride home. And so I... that movie, like that movie to me, this is obviously we're going to tangent about Avatar. Why? I don't really know, but we got here. So we're going to go with it. That movie to me, I don't remember like anything about the movie except for the fact that it was cool to look at. And then I walked away from that movie being like feeling like I just watched a like Disney or theme park ride movie. <laughs> like that's it was you, like nothing. It was just like fluff. You watched uh, Fern, I was gonna Fern, say, Gully Fern Gully, in 4D, basically. Fern, yeah. Fern Gully and uh, Dances with Wolves. God, this reboot yep. is really weird. Yep. It was really I, like it was like a tech demo of the movie. Yeah, it was um, quite a tech demo though. Um, and who am I yeah. kidding? I probably am going to see Avatar too. I mean, come on, James. Yeah, of course you got me. Um, but. Yeah, I feel like I, I don't hate on that movie as much as other people do because it was so cool in the theaters and like whatever, it's a passable movie. It's just generic sci-fi. Um, I don't know is... why. I don't know why he wants to make three more of these though. I think that's <laughs> no. where I'm kind of getting lost. Um, it is kind of wild to me that, um, yeah, like I think that this this movie would made a, made a great TV show, and it's kind of wild to me in thinking about it. 
that the DC TV shows that they've put out, only one so far, Peacemaker, is like so far ahead of any of the MCU TV shows. Oh, oh, I, I still need to see that. Yeah, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen it either. It's, re- it's really good. But I guess John Cena, I, John Cena property. That's why. <clears throat> but I guess you could say that this video game we're talking about has some of its roots <laughs> in, uh, in, ah, DC yes. t- in DC TV. Yeah, back. so Batman Arkham City is what we were adding to the list this week. Um, developed by Rocksteady Studios, um, published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. In 2011, the same year that Portal 2 came out, Dark Souls, Uncharted 3, Skyward Squad, Skyrim, Mass Effect 2. Um, originally on PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. Um, we added Arkham Asylum to the list. This week we were adding this game to our endless list. It's number 167 uh, on the list. We added Batman Arkham Asylum. I think it was two years ago. No, whoa, it was three, three years, years ago. ago. Yep. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Was uh, that was it, that like fall summer twenty nineteen or something like that that we did? April it? of twenty nineteen. Wow. Yeah, life. Uh, and I like I. We have that at number 50. We're adding this to the list, obviously. I enjoyed that game um, for what it was. I didn't think it was, like, the greatest game. I didn't, like, people had really high praise for it, and I thought it was pretty mediocre. This game, different. So it's open-world game. They, like, try to correct some of the stuff that they didn't do in the first one. Um, So you have... The story is, is really ex- ex- exceptionally dumb, and I believe they're like, we're just going to cordon off a section of the city and make it into Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is sounds really smart, law enforcement. Yes, it sounds like something uh, the people of Gotham have come to live with every day. You know, like when you got you got Joker's and Two Faced guys running around robbing banks and you know injecting the city with lethal like steroid serum it's just another day in gotham <laughs> yeah um, yeah probably, the setup probably for the this game is that to uh create an open world uh environment overrun by criminals rather than just saying the criminals overtook the city it's a kind of interesting way to get there i guess <laughs> Yeah, like, we have no we have no room in prison, so we're just going to cordon off a section of town. I always thought that we're there arresting was, so many people. I always thought there was some like amount of Batman lore behind that kind of like I know in Batman Begins they like raise the bridges a little bit and like part of the city like is cordoned off for that night and they kind of like make it seem like the criminals have taken over this section of Gotham. So I always kind of mm-hmm. thought it was like that connection back to Batman Begins as to why they did this, but mm-hmm. it is kind of ridiculous that they'd essentially escape from New York part of Gotham city. Yeah. <laughs> when did Batman Begins come out? 2005. 2005. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, they actually, so they, I believe there's a secret area in Batman Arkham Asylum that has the plans for the Arkham City Prison. It's in the warden's office. Um, and so they knew what they were going to do when they released uh, that game. Like they knew what direction they were going to go. And that game came out in 2009. So this game only took two years to develop after Asylum. Um, and they knew what they were going to do after when they were producing Asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, the thing that they said was, they wanted the vibe to be Batman and Gotham. And I'm like, isn't that, shouldn't that be what every Batman is? And yet, <laughs> and yet, we were all very impressed when these games came out. And we were like, hey, whoa, a good Batman game. This is cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I knew, like, back in the day, like, I we had this conversation during Batman, Asylum, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. But, um, like, I knew back in the day some good, some... I wouldn't say good. I would say superhero games that I enjoyed. So when people were like at this point, like, oh yeah, now there's like a good, 
superhero video game, I was like, but what about Maximum Carnage? And what about Spider-Man 2? And what about all these other games? But yeah, yeah. Spider-Man 2. I mean, that game's okay. It's, is that one on the list? Like, it is. Yeah, it is. that's pretty old and clunky compared to this. This is pretty oh, of course, sleek. of course. This is pretty sleek. This like takes <clears throat> it takes what that's doing to the next level. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 was like literally like yeah. the grandfather of of this game because it was kind of. I think that was the true first like GTA style open world superhero game. I don't think there was like one before that, and you know that. And then I feel like that's like. And the combat's even the be- the bones of what the Arkham combat becomes. Yeah, yeah, right. it is. Yep. Uh, and then the bones of what this is would become the Spider-Man Spider-Man uh, game. Yeah. Combat. Yeah. Yep. I I think also um, what turned me off to this game from for for this game when I first played it too was I had just gotten done playing Spider-Man and then I had to go back and play this game. So when you're like, you know, a game comes out that's like 10 years in the future, but Carbon copies it and makes it a lot better and a lot smoother than it's, you go back and you're like, oh, this feels clunky mm-hmm. as fuck. Well, yeah, did you- this is a game I played like like three or four times, I would say, like pretty close to when it came out. And like at the time I was like, oh, this is so great. And I went back and I played Asylum and I was like, okay, this is feels a little bit older and clunkier, but still pretty much the same. And then later I played Arkham Knight. Um, and that was all around the time. And they felt like the way Spider-Man feels now. It like felt really smooth. It felt really polished. It felt like there was a lot to the world and a lot of side characters and side villains. And that's exactly what Spider-Man feels like today. But you're right. You go back, you know, to 2011 and play this and you're like ooh, the combat's not very sleek and gliding is a little clunky right now okay this isn't this isn't exactly the batman i remember um, yeah but it holds up i would yeah. yeah i would say that um asylum for me was like i felt like this is I, I didn't get it and i thought it was a pretty mediocre game uh but then when i played city i was like this is a good game they did a lot there's like a lot in the game there's like a, a lot of pay att- a lot of attention to detail that being said i don't think it's like the greatest game so I think it's just a good game. Well, we'll get to that. I know, yes, yes. <laughs> but the big, I think the big difference in this one, um, and so they didn't add the Batmobile, even though it was an open world game. They decided to add a, a, like a glide boost, so you could like pop up with your bat. What do you call that thing? The grappling hook. The, the grappling hook. Yeah. The bat grappling hook. <laughs> um, and then you like boost off of buildings, and you can glide everywhere. And that's fun. It's like Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we do uh, Arkham Knight, maybe we will revisit this uh, this discussion of was adding the Batmobile the right idea. So, but that's <laughs> that's in a year for the Arkham Knight conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I won't go down that particular rabbit hole yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not really that big of an open world, too, which is cool um, or just interesting, I guess. And that, like, it, I remember there being a lot of hype when this game came out. That it was like, oh yeah, it's going to be Batman open world, and it was like, oh, finally. And I hadn't played uh, Asylum at that point. And, like, Asylum does kind of feel like Batman, like, these games, these Arkham games, like, one arm tied behind the back a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. like you're in a cool setting. I really like the Arkham uh, Asylum setting, and it's a good story. But you're, like, in these tight spaces, and you can't, like, zip around and go up into the night or, like, be Batman perched on, like, a rooftop looking down on people. You're in, like, these kind of confined spaces or, like, limited areas. And it was just very, very cool to be able to like hit your grappling hook and go all the way up to the top of a building and then look over like, you know, a section of Gotham. Like that that definitely felt like the the vibe they were looking for of Batman and Gotham. And the um, and then so the map, that. And the map with this game is like I read it's like five times larger than the Arkham Asylum map was. And I think like, yeah, even though it mm-hmm. still isn't like as big as like um 
you know, the Arkham Knight map or, like, even, like, the Spider-Man map. It's, like, it's, like, they cram so many, like, secrets into, like, all, like, the little tiny nooks and crannies, like, especially towards, like, the end of the yeah. game where it's, like, all the different side quests are open. It's, like, it's, like, you know, all these buildings, like, because it's dark, rainy, snowy night and stuff like that. And it's, like, all these buildings, like, kind of blend because, you know, they're trying to go for, like, that gothic metropolis. Well, yeah, I guess that was a poor choice of words for a DC, uh... <laughs> DC game review, Goth- but it's Gothic like Metropolis. But it's like you know, like like these like buildings that all kind of um, you know blend into the city. Like you go past one that could have like an open window, and then like you go in, and you're like in an apartment, and there's like you know secrets in there to uncover. There's all these like boats off the shore that like some of them you can go into, and there's all sorts of secrets in there. It's like it feels. I feel like even more than Marvel Spider Man, I feel like this game has more stuff like tucked away hidden away even stuff that's like not yeah. side quest but even more like just like easter eggs it feels like you're very compelled to explore every aspect of the city rather than just glide over the whole thing from one objective to the next objective yeah i think um yeah i think was there just like 440 riddler trophies in this game i think oh right God. yeah <laughs> don't get me started that's, that's one of so, the things i don't love about these games how many <laughs> right. trophies there are <laughs> But um, so there, there's that for like collectibles. But then there's like all this whole subplot with Scarecrow that was all not really in the game, but just Easter eggs everywhere. Um, I thought that was really cool. Like you can find his mask, you can find his hideout, which is in one of the boats if you have the the right lock seeking lock picking sequence. Um, and there's like a bunch of other stuff. There's like a bunch of Easter eggs everywhere. There's a like uh, Harley Quinn alludes to the fact that she has she's having a baby at one point, Joker's baby, and you can like see the uh, pregnancy test in oh, really? her hideout. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Huh. Um, yeah, it is. It is, and I feel like that kind of gets to the fact that like there's so much packed into this game, and like a lot of it stems from how many villains they packed into this game classic this yeah is like the whole rogues gallery basically but like everybody's in this and you know you have some main paths and like some kind of more prominent side quests that you're doing so like you have like two-face initially you run into and he's trying to kill bat or catwoman and so you save catwoman and then catwoman is almost killed by a sniper and joker's trying to kill her and so like you follow that thread and you get to joker and then you get to the penguin eventually and mr freeze so you have that but then there's also like hush is like in this game too. Yeah. And you're investigating like some murders al- along with that, yeah. um, and there's a bunch of who who else? Um, who's the who's I, the who's the the serial killer? Zaz Zaza something? Oh Zaz, Zaz. yeah yeah Zaz yeah, Zaz yep. Zaz Zaz calls you on the phone. Yeah, uh, um, who's who's the guy who like is training to become your replacement too? I can't uh, remember his name. Uh, Azrael. Uh, yeah, Azrael. Yeah, Azrael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Azrael's in this game. I didn't even run into him. Is it, maybe I'm confusing that. He's with, he's an he's an Knight. Yeah, he's an Knight. Okay, yeah. Wow. But it's a similar situation where it's like you kind of get some like whispers of something that's happening, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna track this down. And then the next thing you know, you're like in a side quest with a new a new villain that you weren't really. It's not really like factors into the main plot of the game at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's like they're the cool, yeah. they're cool little there's, side quests. There's like the side quest too. It's like you got to get Nora Freeze back from Mister Freeze, and you can do that post game if you didn't fit if you didn't do it during the main line. I do like that. Like a lot of those side quests, like while they do, they don't really give you anything that you need to complete complete the story. And like when I used to play this game historically, I would like kind of finish the main story, and then when I had to have like the free roam going, where you could be Batman and or Catwoman and kind of chain off change off almost at will. I used to like saving a lot of those side quests for like the end because it's like. It's like it's all supposed to take place over the course of like one night, basically. 
and like I always thought it was like mm-hmm. it was a cool vibe like like Batman's basically just spending the entire night going from you know one of his like classic villains to the next and I like too that like Batman and Catwoman's default costumes as the game goes on they get all like tattered and shredded it's like it really gives you the feels yeah, like you are that. living through like this one long night where like Batman's trying to find this cure for this like disease that he's got and the Joker's got and uh and right oops. which is which which is a very cool plot point as you go through the game, too, because you're, like, essentially dying over the course of the game. You're infected by Joker's blood that has been contaminated by the Titan serum from the first game, and so the Joker's dying, and he gives you a blood transfusion, and you come to learn that he's also, like, sent his blood samples around the city as well, so, like, there are people who are going to be infected with this disease as well in the hospitals, and so you're trying to find a cure, and just, like, as the game goes on, like, your your suit's getting battered, but you just look haggard by the end of the game. Yeah. He's just kind of, like, catches his breath a bunch of times and, like, <laughs> holding his ribs, and just, like, it's Kevin Conroy, too, so he's just giving you all the good Batman sounds, like, all the grumbles and stuff, um, so it's just, yeah, you really feel that as the night goes on. Yeah, Kevin Conroy and Mark yeah. Hamill being in these games is, is, is the best. That's such like a, a great immersive element. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me it's like it, it's weird. I don't and I I like their voices. I like both their voices, but there's like this disconnect. When I hear their voices, I think of the cartoon, and then we have this like like teenage gritty aughts aesthetic that's in Batman, and I'm like eh, like. Yeah, I wish I they you... made it. A, I wish they made the aesthetic a little bit softer, or not, not yeah. as like Otzi. <laughs> I get that. It doesn't. It, I don't. Know, it never really bothered me that much. Like I remember you guys bringing that up during the Asylum podcast, where it's like it kind of borrows from every Batman like yeah. flavor and kind of synthesizes it into this weird amalgam- amalgamation. It's like partly the cartoons of the animated series because you have Conroy and and Hamill in there, but then also you get like completely different takes on like what the joker looks like but right batman kind of looks like batman from the cartoons but yeah. there's also some of that like dark knight grittiness in there too um it's you know what's really strange is the, the so the spider-man for playstation like that aesthetic is so clean yeah it seems it feels really clean and there's something about the batman aesthetic that i like more because they take more risks but i also just don't like it as an aesthetic so yeah. it's it's interesting. Sp- Spider-Man is like a polished sports car, you know? It's just like <laughs> right. squeaky clean. It's all clean lines. He's got, even his suit has like kind of the, the white racing stripe on it. Right. Too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. This, yeah, it does have a kind of a funky aesthetic. I get you there. But it never really bothered me that much. So like, yeah, it wasn't either. weird for me to hear Conroy. Yeah, it wasn't weird for me to hear Conroy or Hamill like voicing those lines and looking slightly different. <laughs> the only thing with like this Joker is that he's almost kind of get like the Jack Nicholson head like yes. kind of going on so like that's a little weird yeah but uh but at the same time we feel it's kind of unique but this is uh the arkham universe is like an officially recognized universe in in dc canon now like they're they did do comics and stuff that are in the same timeline as the games and and the suicide squad game is in the same universe so this is uh it has an official designation to dc i am I am excited for that. We have that, and then there's also the Gotham. Is it Gotham Knights that's coming out, where it's like all the sidekicks that is oh, yeah. part of the same Arkham universe? No, no, it's not. So but it's kind the of Suicide Squad kills the Justice League is part of the same this universe. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> With Samoa Joe as uh, King Shark. King Shark um, is a wrestler. That's pretty funny. So uh, also, yeah, go um, but going back to this Joker though. He, he, you know, what he, he looks like Jack Nichol- Nicholas or Nicholson. You're right. Um, 
I would say to you, he also looks like Bob Hope. <laughs> Bob Hope. Oh, no, yeah. For the side. The, the side profile, of Bob Hope, yeah. I see it. Yeah. 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 Well, Bob Hope and Jack Nicholson kind of look alike in that, in that sense. So, you know, just an overlapping circle here. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, uh, whenever, like, um, whenever the Joker appears, like, and he's like, especially towards the end of the game, where, like, the disease is just, like, killing him, and, like, Mark Hamill is, like, kind of still delivering Joker like lines like flawlessly like but also like portraying like a sick and dying joker it's so it's so good all that stuff is towards the end of the game with mark hamill yeah so that, good. Uh, th- i really liked that stuff i liked the rachel ghoul stuff and i liked the uh hugo strange stuff at the end like that yeah. stuff was pretty good i think like the first half is kind of was like eh, like we're gonna do joker again but i think also what i was like expecting in the first one they like reused a ton of stuff. So like all like the boss fights were like those big giant Titan oh, the Bane, guys, like, like 50 the Bane times. knockoffs. Yeah. <laughs> you find, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then in this one, like the boss fights are different and like the Mr. Freeze fight was like really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised about that. Stuff. Yeah. That's definitely the standout fight. Cause Mr. Freeze in that fight, he, you have like all your different bat tricks that you can use on him. And normally you'd be like, Oh, I'm just going to like, you know, wait above him and then drop down and, and hit him in the head and then, like, go back up into the rafters. But as soon as you use one of those, he knows you're going to do it, and so you can't use it anymore. So, like, whittles away your bag of tricks to fight him each time, which is which was a very cool fight at the time. It's like, oh, whoa, whoa, i got to get creative yeah. on this. i got to use all my, thought, bat, my bat powers. I, I thought it was still dope. There was, like, yeah. a gimmick to it, but it was a good gimmick. Right, yeah. um, Love a good gimmick, makes, uh, a boss fight for Dark Souls. Makes you go... Uh, yeah. Like, makes you go outside your comfort zone. Love yeah. that shit. Um, yeah. We were talking and about. And then there's there's also Clayface was in this game. I forgot about that at the yeah. very end. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, by virtue of so many uh, villains being in this game, I was reading up on this earlier. There's a lot of voice actors, obviously, to voice all of these villains in the game. Did not realize that Troy Baker is in this game and Nolan North is in this game as well. Um, apparently, Troy Baker is like Two Face and Robin, and Nolan North is. I forget who he was. Zaz, maybe, or something. Um, oh, interesting. But yeah, they had, I was just like going through the credits of the voice actors. I'm just like, oh my god, there's so many people what? in this game. I don't understand. It was Rob? Robin was in the game at one point. He like calls you, but that I was like really weird. Is like I didn't never saw him again. Yeah, I never he shows really, up at one point. He's in as a Nightwing, and then there's um, and after you, after you beat the game, oh no, actually, you, no, no, I take it back. You don't have to beat the game. But after you get to a certain point in the game, there's a. Uh, a special Nightwing side mission that takes place after mm-hmm. the events of the game ends, and it's Nightwing in, in Harley Quinn's revenge. Like Harley Quinn is like the boss of the Nightwing mission. Yeah, but but they um, but there is Robin. Robin is in this game. He is definitely mm-hmm. in this game. There's a I think Ro- there's a Robin. Yeah, there's a Robin, and there's a uh, what's his name? Nightwing. 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 Yep. I always thought Dick Nightwing Grayson. was great. I always loved Nightwing. Nightwing's I was like, this so guy awesome. needs a push. Yes. <laughs> I want this young lion to get the push. Uh, well, we almost we almost got a movie. Well, play play, play, play our Nightwing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yes, you should. You should. I, also, though, like Nightwing and Robin, I've come around on Robin. I never really liked Robin, but with the Teen Titans stuff, I'm always I'm like, yeah, oh, Robin's yes. pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> I mean, Dick Grayson, especially. Um, OG Robin. Yeah, I'm good with Dick Grayson. Oh yeah, Oracles in this game. Tim Drake, tragic. Yeah. Or no, no, is it Jason Todd? Jason Todd's the one. Also, there's all. Uh, I don't want to. I know it's 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 so hard. Arkham it's so Bank. hard keeping track of the yeah. uh, the Robins. Yeah, they're <laughs> all they're all in it. <laughs> but uh, Oracles in the game. That's 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 cool. You got you know 
Alfred. You know, the whole the whole gang is the whole gang is in this game. <laughs> They're not actually in the game. They only just call you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's that's fine. But uh, the yeah, game... Alfred. I, was, I saw this. I saw this earlier. Alfred is like never. You never directly interact with Alfred in the course of the, like the entire Arkham series. They just put him up like a video screen and in night. Uh, the third game later on. It's like, how can you have a Batman game where you're not hanging out with Alfred all the time? Like that is essential. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's what fucked up is what that Justice is. Justice for Alfred. <clears throat> um, what else was I gonna say? Oh, like the other thing that was confusing. Uh, they released like a million DLCs for this game, and. I think that the collection that I have for PS4 only has the Catwoman, but there's also like a Harley Quinn one and maybe some Robin DLC too. Mm. But I didn't have any of that. I I remember that coming out at the time. I think the Harley Quinn one is the Robin Nightwing one. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's not like, I don't think there's a Harley Quinn where you play as Harley Quinn mission. I think you're just thinking of the, the Nightwing or Robin, whatever, whichever it was. I remember playing the yeah. Catwoman DLC. I don't think I played the the rest of it. Yeah, so like when the version that I like, whether I played it on PS3 or, well, for this I was replaying it on PS4, but then I went back to my old PS3 version. But like Catwoman was like already like integrated into the game, so I don't like really remember like what was the DLC for Catwoman and like what was like just already built into the game because like I just always had the Catwoman DLC, right. so I don't I don't actually know yeah. when the DLC begins and ends for her, but. uh Right. Um, I do like the PS4 version, though. You can play as a animated series Catwoman, and that, that was pretty cool. But um, I like, and I like the Catwoman stuff too. I mean, she basically handles kind of the same as Batman does. It's not too much of a variety outside of her. Like the whip is, you know, useful. But other than that, I mean, she basically plays the same as as Batman. Right. Yeah. The whip. Yeah. The whip is her version of the cape, basically. Yeah. Right. Stun people. Right. Um, I I think it is notable. We haven't really talked a ton about the combat, but like the jump from this from from asylum previously like asylum you had a pretty limited move set too it's like you could do a punch and you could do the the cape and like you had the batter you know the grappling hook and such but this you could do like combos and like string together a little bit more of an attack and like get into some good flows and you could unlock <coughs> new new um gadgets that you could like you know have an explosive gel that you plop on the ground and then flip around and blow it up um so you could do definitely a little bit more of the combat and you could just kind of engage more enemies at the same time too yeah like sometimes you're fighting like 10 15 guys at once whereas in, in asylum i feel like at, at most maybe you're fighting like four or five guys at yeah. once too yeah I, yeah so i definitely wanted more, to feel uh, more epic that way i definitely wanted to have a little special segment about the combat because i think it's this to me i think is like peak superhero video game combat like i don't think this is in my mind i don't think this is too different than uh, like the Spider-Man combat system, like I don't think like no. I don't think like it's like it could be like one A one B in my mind. Like I think like while there are things that didn't age as well with Arkham uh, City, like most of it that to me is like when you're gliding through tight spaces or climbing up walls in tight spaces, like sometimes it gets a little little clunky. But with the combat, it's like like when I was just replaying my old save file, like at the end game, like when you get like bombarded by like a whole bunch of different enemy types, like because you got to use different attacks to, like, disable people with shields, people with knives, people with pipes, and, you know, stuff like that. Like, and you're really, like, it's all about kind of, like, you're not button mashing. You're not button mashing. Like, there's a little timing and a rhythm to it. And... It's a rock, paper, scissors thing. Yeah, but it's, like, you're getting hit. Like, it's so many, like Steve said, like, there could be, like, 10, 12 guys coming at you at any given time. And, like, when you got to frantically right. bounce through, like, the whole thing, 
it uh that's like what i always thought was like the most fun thing about aquaman which is like then you sit there you're like i just took out like 40 guys like that was a pretty rewarding right. experience yeah and it's yeah, and that... it, it's not that it's so difficult either because they give you the visual clues it's like the little blue light right. flashes and you, right. know, you do a counter and the red light flashes and you know you need to do a dodge a counter won't work and so like it tells you what to do as you're going through it, but you have to react to it so quickly that it's like, it's just challenging enough without being too punishing. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm Batman. I'm kicking ass right now. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then, you know, they... 40 guys going down and then you just like adjusting your, your gloves at the end of it <laughs> in slow motion makes it a little, little cherry on top there. And there is <laughs> I think so... like, I think the, the Spider-Man game is just like, is like a, like polished yeah. version of like extremely polished. And then, you know, that's, that can be, good for a lot of people and probably bad for some people mm-hmm. who like yeah. a little rough around the edges but with this game it's like there's so many and with spider-man 2 but focusing on this game like there are so many combat animations too that it's like it it all looks and it all like kind of flows like really well like it's like batman doesn't like sprite jump from like out of one attack to the next attack it's like a very seamless like kind of motion it, it just it looks really good like you feel like you feel like Batman beating a bunch of people up. It's a very, very rewarding combat system. Right when you hit mm-hmm. that, when you hit that slow motion final knockout <laughs> at the end of every fight, because the final guy always goes down in slow motion. Like sometimes you're spinning over with an upper hand punch. Sometimes you're like coming out of a roll and you like spring backwards and kick him in the face. Like sometimes you like take a bat, you slam it on the ground. Like just depending on what the environment is, there's a bunch yeah. of different animations. Which that variety so- is nice. So are you guys are you guys do you guys care at all about the Suicide Squad kill the Justice League game that's coming out? Yeah. Not like, you know, I don't have it circled on my calendar, but yeah, yeah I will play it when it comes out for sure. Yeah. I mean if it is I, truly uh, if my... it is truly going to play like this, like, you know, I would definitely be interested in playing it as soon as it comes out, but Yeah. It's it feels like it's on that tier with like the um the Guardians of the Galaxy game that came out recently. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a that very can... good, entertaining weekend, and then right, and then you'll be like, "Great, okay, wonderful." I'm yeah, like, I'm glad that I game, did that. That, <clears throat> that Guardians of the Galaxy game, in the words of Chris, was really, good, really good. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't great, but it was really, really good. It was a great <laughs> single season of a Guardians of the Galaxy TV show that I watched over the course of a weekend, right after uh, New Year's, uh, to start off the year. It was great. I had a great time. Yeah, I love that game. Was great. Yeah. Um, cool. Where does this game go on our endless list of video games? Which currently goes from number one, Super Mario 64, all the way down to number 166, Dark Castle. Last week we added at number 145, The Secret Island of Dr. Quandry. Um, as I said, this game, probably we need to say it's, I think it's most likely we will all say it's better than Arkham Asylum at number 50. Yes. As a starting point. Most definitely. Yes. For me, though, like, I think the tippity-top of where this goes, and it could be anywhere in between this, for me, would be Dishonored and Last of Us. I don't think it goes above those games. Yeah, I, I agree. I was just looking at those, and I was like, I feel like this lands in that neighborhood for me, personally. Um, I think this is a better game than Banjo-Kazooie. I don't know if this is a better game about The Last of Us. I don't want to open that particular can of worms right <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, that, that feels about right, somewhere in that range. I think also, though, like... Looking at it, Alien Isolation and Far Cry 3. I think Alien Isolation is a better game than this. That is a really tough one for me. 
They're so different. Oh, they'll put a dollar in the jar. Um, they are so. I different. think like if we're to compare, these are these are both like IP based games. If we're comparing how they took the IP and translated it onto the screen, Alien Isolation does such a good job. Oh, yeah, for like, sure, such mm-hmm. a good job. Um, I think that gameplay is like far more interesting than the open world aspect. I think that the story, eh, you know, whatever. But I think just the gameplay is just super interesting compared to what Batman's doing. It's got a long second half, which, you know, maybe too much, maybe too much alien isolation for the average fan. It's very tense. It's not you flipping around, flying around Gotham, beating up every criminal in sight. This is you running from one alien and you can do nothing about it basically to stop it. Um, so it's the complete opposite of like the power fantasy of Batman. Um, that game, I think, is oh, it's tough. I don't know. Chris, does, where are you? It does nail the aesthetic. <laughs> I'm actually um, going to say I think it's a top twelve game. <laughs> I Get think. The fuck out of here. No, I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> it's yes. Some some aspects of the game have have aged, um, have show their age, right? But like, I mean, this. Can this, I can I ask you a question, Chris? Sure. Chris, were you were you just looking at your phone and doing calculations? No, to suggest no, no. Because I, I thought if we I, took the average, so this I, is where I want. Are we so seriously? I, so I, I thought about 12? this. I thought about this before we recorded. I was looking at the list and I said, I think this game is better than Red Dead Redemption, and I think it's better than the first Halo. Uh, I think it's better, or I think it's in the ballpark with Shadow of the Colossus. Um, you know, I think it's better than the first Resident Evil. GoldenEye is, like, an iconic game, but I think this is better, a better game than GoldenEye and, you know, same thing with, like, Legend of Zelda and Halo 2. And that's kind of where, like, where I putter out. But, like, when I look at this game, it's like... I don't, think, I don't think you played the game when it first came out, so maybe some of this is, like, nostalgia goggles a little bit. But it's like, this was, like, yeah. a huge game. And this was regarded as, yeah. like... I mean, this is... Rega- this The year this came out in 2011, it was tied with Skyrim for most critically acclaimed game. And, and I think yep. it has it for a reason. And the superhero... Uh, open world genre has become a big genre. And I think this was like Spider-Man 2 was the grandfather. Arkham Asylum was the father. This is the golden child. And I think future superhero games that came after this were constantly trying to chase Arkham City. And I think only, I and I think say... only Spider-Man has done it. And I think Spider-Man and this are like, I mean, outside of like, if you, if you polished up some of the gliding and climbing, like, I don't think there's a big difference between this and Spider-Man 2. And then I think just the world, the narrative, the voice acting, the characters. Yes, it's a hokey idea that, like, they're in a walled-off city. But it's, it's like, the whole package. Like, atmosphere, fun combat, cool gimmicks, cool bosses, cool story. Like, I mean, again, the place, the game is filled with secrets that, like, in Easter eggs that just have you looking all over the place. It's just, it does so much, and it does so much of it well. It's just, uh, yeah. you know, I think it, like, to me, I think it really deserves the hype when people say, oh, this is one of the best, one of the best games ever. I'm not saying the best game ever, but it's one of, like, it's in that upper echelon of great, fantastic games. I mean, that's why we're talking about this. That's why it's in the top 50. I that was my case. Yep. That was um, my case. I, I will, I will say, um, it's interesting with Spider-Man. I like generally like those the Spider Spider-Man and Miles Morales a lot more than Batman. And I think the reason why I do is twofold. It's a lot the combat is a lot more fluid. Even though Batman like the whole thing with the original Arkham Asylum was like 
punching people is super fluid. You just go in between guys super fast. But I think they take what they did in City and what they do in Asylum in Spider-Man and just make it super fluid. So you just go and you're like, whip, 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 press those buttons. So that, that, and also like when you're, instead of like having to aim and like glide and push yourself off in Spider-Man, it's like, you can just run out a building and you'll just run up a wall. And that's super fun. And I yeah, think yeah, yeah. so that's makes it more smooth. And then, then the second thing is that this game, it's an open world game, but I never felt like in the city, if I was just going to sit there and stare and look at what the city looked like, I always felt uncomfortable. Like something was going to get me. Whereas in like Spider-Man, you could, they have those moments where it's city so big that you, there could be like a slightly more empty section where you're just sitting on this building and staring off at how beautiful the New York skyline is. Yeah. These are, I think, these are my arguments for Batman yeah, versus Spider-Man, I, which I we're say, not talking uh, about right now. Yeah. I would, I would say, and it's actually funny because I actually, I don't really even like really follow Batman that much, but I really like Spider-Man as a character. But I would say to your point about like the, yeah, in Spider-Man, you can just kind of watch, like, New York kind of play out. But, you know, I mean, from a narrative standpoint, like, Batman is literally, like, plopped right. in, like, this, like, gangland. And it really does feel like, like, like you know, he's got to survive this, like, long night. And, uh, and uh, which I think is actually a Batman comic. But, uh... <laughs> to to your credit, <laughs> to, to your credit, um, on the best of the best of the all-time best list... Batman Arkham City is number f- 45. So pretty high, pretty high. Um, <clears throat> considering we don't have any nearly as many games on that list. Yeah. On this it, list. To, um, to stick with the Spider-Man comparison here a little bit, like I, I tend to think that like, obviously Spider-Man owes everything to this game and, you know, Spider-Man yeah, two before 100%. it. So like, yeah, no question there. I do think that, you know, not that we're ranking it right now, but Spider-Man is like, the new golden child game for this like and mm-hmm. I, i'm more Agreed. Spider-Man Agreed. Than yeah. I'm a batman fan but it's very very close i love both of them um but like that game is just like the writing like the fun the voice acting the combat this, the world the graphics like every it's just it's perfect basically it is the perfected version of this and going back to this game now as much as i have those nostalgia goggles on too chris like i, I felt the the seam i saw the seams a little bit more playing it now and just having that recent comparison of Spider-Man, I'm like, okay, like this is really, really good, but this gets better too. Like, mm-hmm. and even parts of like Knight, even parts of Arkham Knight, I think play better than this game. Like for like all the ridicule, like the tank section gets and everything, like the combat is smoother in that game too. And I don't know if it's necessarily better than this game because it's just kind of like a next, you know, the next version of this. Right, right, right. Um, but like I, I did notice coming back to it now that it's like, oh, it feels a little clunky. Oh, the gliding doesn't re- feel quite as great as I remember it. The combat's still really fun and fluid, but like it's showing its age a little bit. Um, and then even just like, I don't know, like the cityscape too. It's like, okay, it's just always like band of thugs around. Like there's not other things that you can run into. And I think that you get a little bit more of that, like that depth you were talking about in like Arkham Knight later um, of like going into buildings and encountering different kind of corners of the city um so i i still think this is a really like great game and highly rated but i kind of temper it a little bit based on that like coming back all these years later and playing it it's like okay you know this was really really great not quite as great as i remember it um and especially knowing like the other games that we're going to be talking about at the top of the list here too like i don't know is it better than red dead redemption i'm not so sure but it's close it's it's in that neighborhood for me for sure <clears throat> yeah yeah it's uh... i mean where so where do we put this here? 
what are we doing here? Hmm. Well, so wait. So where well, Mike, where were you your, guys? What's, you what's guys are landing. Yeah, where yeah, were you guys landing? I think we. I think we all kind of like. I don't think we're ultimately too I far apart from their, each other. I think I, I think we're all like about 12, yeah, 15 numbers yeah. apart from each other. <laughs> right. Well, I'm at thirty-one, so that's where. You think it's I'd below it. Last of Us, above Banjo Kazooie? Okay. Yes, and Dishonored. I think it's actually I, like it's tough for me because I think even Far Cry Three is a better game than this. Ooh, I don't know if I agree <laughs> to be honest. With that. I don't know if I agree with that. Far Cry. 3. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that game a lot more. Although, like, and I love like open world games that have like a billion mindless things to do. Um, but this game, like, I never felt like it was really an open world. Like, I know there's side quests, and it just felt so tight and uncomfortable that I never wanted to not be on the, the main path or critical path. Although I did do a bunch of Zazz stuff, and I did do, um, what was the other big side quest? Well, there was another one that I did as well. Every time we kind of start touching on games like this, I just go, oh, it's just like another year and change that Red Dead 2 is, is eligible. And uh, <laughs> just can't wait. Can't wait. Thinking. I'm like I'm almost there to play it. I'm almost uh, I'm almost I'm almost there. So not there yet. <laughs> uh, so Steve, wow, where, I didn't where were you? Red Dead Redemption was was. I was just gonna say I didn't realize Red Dead Redemption was number eleven on the uh, all-time best of the best list here. Just doing a little quick quick check here, um, little sanity <laughs> check. Um, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I think I will put it. Uh, I think I would put it right below Red Dead Redemption at 25 above NBA GM. That's where I would put it. Well, actually, do I want to? Dishonored catches my eye here. <laughs> uh, hmm. Above NBA GM? Yeah, I mean... Oh. Yeah. Uh, but above Dishonored? I don't know. No, yeah. No, I feel good about that. Yeah, put it there. 25. That's, that's right. I was going to say, I was like, I was like we are, if, if I'm 12 and uh, you guys were there, like, we are literally going to average out to be like 24 or 25. 25. 25. Yeah, that's fine. All right. It's the average of our takes. Wow. I can't believe it went that high. It is funny, though. Like, for some reason, at one point, I was just like, I want to play Arkham City now. Even though I didn't really like that first game, I don't know why. It was a weird choice for me. It was time. I, you know. <laughs> I picked it. I, uh, I mean, you know, it. I don't know and when we're going to do Arkham list. Knight, but it's like, it's like, uh, I enjoyed replaying Arkham Asylum and replaying this game, but there is like, I know like when, whenever the time comes that we do Arkham Knight, that's going to be the day that I go, oh, I'm not looking forward to replaying that. <laughs> I replayed it somewhat recently, like, I don't know, like three years ago or something, and just during the summer. And it was fun, you know. It was. It I just. Was, uh, I think. I, I think remember, be all right. like, I just remember, like, I remember really going, like, okay, it's fine, whatever. I thought the stealth sections in Arkham Knight are like the worst in the series. Like, they're oh, they just feel like the most tedious anyway. And then it was like mm. you had to get all the Riddler trophies to get the true ending, and I was like, oh no! And I was like, I'm gonna YouTube. No, no, I'm gonna I never did that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna YouTube the true ending. I am not getting all bajillion Riddler trophies uh, in this in this game. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, oh. I, I don't think I've ever done that in any of these games. The Riddler trophies annoy me to no end. That there should just be, like, come on, like, just make 50 of them or, tw or 30 or something. Or make them 200? a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. If there's 400, yeah. I don't want to think about them. No. There should be, like, Korok seeds. <laughs> yeah. Well, in Arkham Knight, there's, like, rock. there's, oh, like, da -da -da -da. A, there's all these, like, Batmobile racing track things you got to do in Arkham Knight, too. And it's, like, it's just, like, those are can be a pain sometimes. It's just a... Uh... The tank section is what gets you in Arkham Knight. It's the when you're that's the regular Batmobile chasing down cars and like crashing through the sides of buildings. It gets very cool. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 this is, yeah. This is part yeah. of the Batman experience. <clears throat> yeah, 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 but it, you're right. Like, so you're doing like the square based like tank battles, like with the drones. You're just like, oh my god, it's like I gotta do another one of these. Yep. For another All time. Right, well, for another time, Chris. You know what we're doing next week? Another superhero game. <laughs> our our favorite superheroes back to back <laughs> we'll, what's up next week we'll, I'm on the edge of my seat we'll be doing we'll be doing spider-man revenge of the sinister six for the nes wow this yeah. falls wow. in the category that sounds, of, that sounds great this falls in the category of awful games that i like for some reason like it's like it's your home alone <laughs> y yes this is literally this game to me is is my version of Home Alone for the NES for you. That's a very apt comparison. <laughs> I think it will one hundred percent one hundred percent be in the bottom ten. Where it goes in the bottom ten yeah, of this list, that's uh. We will uh discuss next week. I I agree. It's it is going to be Home Alone territory, without a doubt. <laughs> well, thank you, Steve. Oh, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Chris. And thank you. Thank you. Chris. Thank you.